This is Cats Podcast, episode number 14. Welcome everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Cat, and in today's show, I'm talking to Mason Taylor, wellness educator, passionate tonic herbalist, and founder and director of Superfeast, a very cool Australian company for tonic herbs and medicinal mushrooms. Superfeast and Mason got my attention when I was in New Zealand last year and since then I've been following their stories. It's Mason's passion to teach people from all walks of life on how to embrace the healing forces of nature and how to create their own unique and dynamic health philosophy. And Mason and Superfeast do a great job at that. He actually regularly cracks me up with his unique sense of humor. <laughs> Just hop over onto Instagram, the Superfeast Instagram or his personal one, and you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm a big fan of the Superfeast podcast too. So if you don't know it yet, make sure you check it out. It's honestly a well of naturally empowered wisdom. And this episode could definitely be subtitled with natural empowerment. We talk about Mason's own life story and how he found his way to tonic herbalism and how he found a new connection to his health. And we talk about how to look at our immune system from a traditional ancient Chinese or Taoist perspective and what we can do to gain strong immunity. Did you know that wind, cold, heat and dampness are considered natural invaders to our immune system? I find that pretty fascinating and it's also so simple. Actually, this whole episode is peppered with simple health tips you can integrate into your life right away. And if there's any surfers or water sports people listening, make sure you get the special tip. Definitely an aha moment for me. So... I feel very honored to have Mason on my show, this unbelievably nice, wise and funny guy. Enjoy. So um, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast, Mason. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Finally, we made it happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, despite the time difference we have now, so it's, I think, four o'clock at yours in Byron Bay. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. Got the, you know, watching the birds do their final little dance and, you know, just watching that nice afternoon light in the gums, which is, yeah, so I like this time of, time of the day. Ah, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, I can also hear the toddler causing a ruckus next door in case anyone <laughs> else hears that. <laughs> I love your stories, like yours and Tani's and, um, yeah, <laughs> the the family life stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, the family, the family life. Got to keep it real, eh? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm still sitting here with my morning coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was preparing my coffee, I just thought, ah, oh, you know, it's it's so nice to have this little morning ritual. You know, it's not just coffee. I put some butter in it and some coconut oil and some chi blend, <laughs> which mm, no, I love. The chi, nice. Yes. Newest and, addition to the apothecary. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I know you have uh, like a similar morning ritual. Um, what's What's that about? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sweet. So like mornings um, at the moment, most of the time, um, Tani and I are doing the divide and conquer. So most of the time I've got the mornings to go out and do my thing. 
So I'm generally, I'm up, um, really been good as we get into the colder um, months down here of getting first thing into my body nice, like just a straight up mug of water, just really nice and warm. So kettle on, get that down. It's just, uh, you know, if, if you're in the um, classical Chinese medicine world, you know, it's one of those real simple things that the people who live the longest just ban- like, you know, they just bang on about consistently that and wearing socks and ensuring that you're not exposing your feet to the cold. And um, just talking to my, ac- my acupuncturist about it, talk to a lot of my tonic herbal friends in China, you know, back in when I like my last trip and you know, them asking them what their favorite herb was or tonic was. I'm like, what's your favorite tonic um, that you have every day? And, you know, one of them was just like, and he paused, he's like, ah, hot water. You know, oh, well, hot water first thing in the morning. It's like my ultimate longevity tonic. So get that going in, kind of just kind of like throwing throwing nice warm water on a, you know, kind of like not to break my body down to be a machine. I definitely don't believe that, but, you know, you can think you've got a nice, you know, if you've got a machine that's all cold and, you know, the digestive valves, pyloric valve, esophageal valve have been kind of slow going. And, you know, I don't know if you guys have WD-40 that you spray on metal hinges to make sure that, you know, <laughs> the, the hinges on a, on a door aren't, um, aren't squeaking and they're moving real smooth. But it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. throwing mm-hmm. on a bit of cold machinery <laughs> um, in the morning uh, just to kind of like crack everything open, ensure that the you think about the tissues kind of like, you know, there's, no, not, as, there's no, not as much peristalsis, there's not as much... Um, you know, expansion and contraction in through the digestive tract and that whole, you know, all that flesh, all that, um, all those epithelial cells, skin cells from mouth to anus. And, you know, we haven't been moving it either and nor should we, we're in the, in the deep yin, the deep still state. When we're getting up in the morning, we've got that real rising yang. You know, for me, it's, you know, I, back in the day when I was first, you know, kicking off in my health scene, it was really, you know, it was just really, I was in my early 20s and, you know, in those warmer months, I'd be happy having like an ice cold water first thing in the morning because I was running so hot. But getting mm-hmm. a little bit older, I'm just learning to just go. I just don't really need that, have that need to shock my system like that anymore. Don't find it's that useful for me to stay in, like for staying in harmony. So especially in these colder months, that's been a real imp- like nice in, you know, just and, and subtle. I'm just subtly just kind of feeling how... You know, doing that, it just means, you know, that might not be the biggest game changer, but it means I've started the day, you know, just being able to perceive what my body needs a little bit more, you know, just perceive, you know, like, or, you know, just getting into the rhythm of kicking my, my digestive system, um, you know, off in the right way and really thinking about my tissue, you know, really thinking about what, you know, all those, all those cells and all that flesh in that digestive system need at that moment. And it makes, it enables that I need to stay a bit more tuned in as I go along throughout my morning ritual. And then, mm. and then I'll, I, can, I'll, I can just on the hot water, sorry, I can totally mm. relate to that because I'm, I'm so the same. I, I'm, I don't really remember when I started with that, but it's, it's for sure. It's been a couple of years and it just, to me, it just feels good in the morning, you know, not drinking something icy cold, but something mm-hmm. that's, more your body temperature and yeah it just gives you like a warm hug and yeah yeah i mean it's one of those interesting things where you know the grandmas and grandpas or you know just the real generic health information of like two generations back where we see it as generic um and it's just kind of too simple you know in our minds in our western minds you know we need more complexity um, however, when you think about the, you know, the act of, you know, things that grandma would say, you know, like put your socks on, you know, don't let that cold get up into your feet. 
Um, you know, they're all, they're, they're all these things are just common sense, but they happen to be in alignment with classical Chinese medicine and Taoist theory as well for ensuring that we're not having the elements invade us. Um, you know, it's just, you know, not going outside with a, you know, with wet hair, you'll catch a chill. Um, and this all depends on how robust you are. Normally you kind of click onto these things when you get a little bit older and you get more susceptible, but if we can get onto these things, you know, in the beginning, you know, we're just, you know, of course we can go out and play and explore our edges. I'm a big, you know, I'm huge for, you know, going and jumping in wild ice, icy cold water, you know, and, you know, and, and testing myself and taking myself to the extreme, but just the bread and butter of my entire lifestyle and the consistency of my lifestyle is getting a little bit more honed in um, and getting a little bit more gentle so that I am giving myself gentle in comparison to what the Western world is just like, go, 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 do, 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 like hustle, 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 hustle. Like, you know, for me, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, like I'm really learning how to rest and, you know, really think about what it takes to, you know, to really build a strong amount of blood. And in order that, you know, you've gotten, you know, like really able to like reproduce your flesh and reproduce your cells, it takes a lot of energy. And so, when you've got, you know, these real consistent, um, you know, habitual patterns of nice, you know, gentle warming water first thing in the morning, you know, consistently ensuring that you're not just putting your, your kidney point, the soles of your feet under ice cold tiles and concrete for, you know, first thing in the morning, it shoots up, you know, it just causes a little bit of tension. It's just no point to it, you know. So, I mean, this is, a, it's a new kind of thread for me. I was really, you know, like, I'm, it's, I guess it's just probably entering a bit more of a harmonious space rather than like a um, excessively yang space. You know, I'm obviously like I'm still dominated by yang. Yeah. That, that male energy um, and chi, you know, and um, that's, you know, that's what um, men are, men are dominated by, or if we're not talking that kind of identification, that identification kind of languaging, um, penis having body, um, people, um, that's what you're driven by chi and yang. And, um, and so, yeah, it's just, if you can get those, like, if you can just get consistent with those little practices, um, you know, not, not going out and, exposing yourself for ages to like cutting, you know, wind cutting along and, and getting, you know, getting into your skin and, you know, getting into the pores and the cold getting into the pores and um, wind getting in through the pores because you've been exposed for so long, especially if you're in a deficient lung time because the lungs are governing the, the, the skin and the pores. And if they can't effectively long-term, if you're really robust and healthy, you find that you can like, you can cop it. And that you cop it for these extreme kind of periods where you go out and have these peaks, peak experiences and these expressions of yang. But then if you can go back to just like, you know, the majority of what you're doing in your life and your day to day and your little habits and patterns, if you're really sensible and listen to that sensible information from, you know, the Taoists, from the grandmas and the grandpas, just like, you know, nice warm water in the morning, that kind of gets you off right. Don't, don't catch a chill, you know, rug up, get a scarf on. Um, you know, like, you know, just, you know, my, my dad used to get sent to, um, school with like a thermos full of, um, bone broth, you know, Mm -hmm, way back mm -hmm. before it was trendy, you know, these little, these little things and the, you know, what we're talking about here and it does tie into the morning practice. And this has really gone in a direction. And all you did is ask me about my tonic in the morning, but we might as well go in this direction. (laughs) Um, what we're talking about here is a consistency and accumulation of your actions, taking you in a direction where 
over the next 10, 20, 30, and 40 years, you've really developed this, this, um, the, this flow in your lifestyle and a design through your lifestyle based on you ideally during this being tuned in to what's working and what's not working and letting go of agenda. I'm really listening to your body and your, your innate intention to take you in the direction of what your lifestyle looks like, what we're talking about with this, these little practices and that, that, and that spills over into, you know, ensuring that you're moving in a personalized way and moving in a way that's, um, you know, building for your body. It's, you know, it's able, you're able to be um, consistent over time, same with hydration, same with your diet, you know, wearing socks so you're not getting invaded by the cold, taking your tonic herbs as you are um, consistently every single day. If we, can, if we can do that over three or four decades, by the end of that, what we're looking at is the preservation of our capacity to regenerate tissue, um, to deliver chi and vitality and blood through, you know, through all of our, through all of our tissue to ensure that our, um, you know, the valves of our, our digestive system, you know, are still, you know, nice and squeaky clean and aren't all rusted up. You know, the, the, these, these things really, they build up over time. And that's what I often, you know, in designing a, you know, a morning practice, say, People might be listening and go, cool, we'll add this and I'll add that and I'll add this. And you have this like checklist. Um, that's mm. a good entry point. You, you, but eventually you want to let go of that checklist and you want to really embody um, these practices because it really aligns with something you're perceiving is going to be very beneficial to your long-term self where you're going to be able to have a strong amount of yin jing, that kidney essence, that regenerative energy that lives in our kidneys that, you know, that, uh, and that's our capacity Oh, it's yes, it's our, our capacity, but it's um, also our potential long term to continue building blood, maintaining strong. Um, and we go into Yang Jing, strong bones, strong marrow, maintain mental function. These are all foundations. And these are all the things that, yes, we go and like, you know, you know, go and jump in icy cold rivers or someone might have a chest freezer and like doing, you know, breath practice and then jumping into that every now and then. Um but, you know, really that's, that's more of these big yang expressions. Really, you know, we want our personal practice to be relevant to who we're going to be when we're 80 and 90 years old. Because if you, yeah. can, you can maintain, you know, if you can really maintain that, it takes you out of the right and wrongness and the morality that the mind is going to put on that list of things that you have to, oh, it's good. It's a good thing that I'm having warm water in the morning because it's giving me this thing. You know, that's a reasoning mind. And, and it, sometimes it takes time to get yourself out of that habit of approaching all your health practices in that way that there needs to be a right and wrong. Just, just take, take the right and wrongness, you know, that, lead, that path leads you down towards cult-like dogma and belief systems around the way diet works and the human body works rather than being in the, perce- you know, in the pure perception and, you know, witnessing that there are patterns and consistencies there. However, always, you know, remembering what the core teaching of like, you know, very ancient Chinese medicine or Taoism um, is that everything, the only thing that's, um, you know, consistent and permanent is change. Everything's Mm going to change. And so if you can just, if you can really get over your agenda to like nail your morning practice and your diet and be in the right camp and so on and so forth, you know, a little bit of the mind, of course, is magic, you know, it's, um, you know, a little bit of morality and right and wrong. It's, it can be useful, but you just got to be willing to let it go. So, I mean, I start there and then I'll, you know, have like a, you know, might have another little, you know, might might get up with two mugs of water there. And then I'll generally have my binder, my clay, 
Um, so that's just a that's just a, a habit I've enjoyed and picked up through studying indigenous cultures. Um, it's good, you know, a lot of good books um, um, uh, talking about how animals, you know, consistently have used clay in their diets, um, especially parrots, but gorillas, they'll always go to, you know, termite mounds and um, clay deposits in the forest just because they know there's metabolic toxicity and environmental toxicity, even living off a wild, completely wild diet. Um, so you take it basically for detoxifying, is it, or are there other purposes well, as the, to it? Well, as, as there's that phase three of, you know, detoxification where my liver would have, you know, already gone and um, deactivated um, toxicity or processed um, particular compounds ready to be eliminated. And then in phase three, that's moved into the small intestines. And then ideally there's, you know, got the, got the fiber and the power and the bacteria to make sure that that's eliminated from the body. But a binder, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a tool to ensure that that's going, you know, that you've got something, um, negatively charged and electromagnetically charged and and is just um physically encapsulating for for that which is waste especially why it's good first thing in the morning you know last thing at night if you're going to do them clay's a little bit more gentle a little bit more forgiving um and is generally going to move towards that the positively charged um toxicity or that that you don't want in the body so it's easier to, to for it to bind literally to that in your gut and then just pass out of the body so I mean, clay is one of those things. I'm getting lots of questions about it. Don't have lots of answers. And just, you know, we, we're not going to go down that you know route right now. But you know, you just got to listen to your body. Make sure you're hydrated. It's important. You know, if you've got a bentonite clay powder or something, just leave it maybe in water overnight and stir it and let it hydrate in the water. If you're feeling really hydrated, dehydrated, or if you feel it's backing you up, or if you're already a little bit constipated, you know, maybe just like you know, just start with a little bit. Start with a quarter teaspoon and work your way up. And as you get way more hydrated. Um, you know, because you know, you're effectively you're drinking better water. Maybe you're not drinking municipal tap water, which is completely processed and crap. You know, maybe you get on more of like a spring water, and the spring water is like bubbling to the surface on its own accord. Therefore, it's got this wilderness. It doesn't get processed like all the um, plastic bottle waters that we buy in the stores. They're all processed. It's all under you know mm -hmm. going under UV light and going through all kinds of like um, procedures to make it like you know okay for wide consumption, which is fine. You know, you, you need that when you're in this huge society, but it's a processed water. So if you can start moving towards more of like a wild spring water. Or something like that, you know, in that when you start getting really hydrated and maybe if you're just sticking with where you, you know, where you're at, maybe you're just adding some molecular hydrogen to your water to make it better. Molecular hydrogen's like one of my favorite supplements. I go on and off it, but um, it's been consistent in my life for about 10 years now, um, hydrogen supplements. Maybe you're just adding a pinch of sea salt into your water and then before you drink your water so it's not stagnant. Um, and dull, you're shaking it up and you're, you're swirling your, your jar, glass jar around and, you know, making sure that it's really alive and it's got some friction in there. And you'll feel it's just a little bit more vivacious when you drink that. Perhaps you're doing that over time. And so you get a little bit more hydrated. And so then there's a little bit more liberty for you to actually go into your clays and just, you know, I just consume, I like them in the morning. As I said, if you're not doing any medications at night, you know, if you're doing medications, just stay away from binders. Um, you know, if you're not doing any like herbs and supplements or anything like that, right, right at the end of night, you can take your clay at night. That's a good way to do it too. But mm -hmm. I like it in the morning. So I'm doing that. And then, um, from there, I mean, I really like that five to 7am period on the, um, you know, on that, that Chinese medicine organ wheel. Generally, you know, the organ wheel, it's like, you know, it's not like 
has to doesn't have to be like like five like immediately five a.m. and then and seven seven a.m. It's that that time where it's the it's the colon energy and that's the exact time that I need to get up and move my body and, and eliminate. Um, you know, go and do a poo, which is another important thing that if you can get in that flow, it is the large intestine time. So it's good. It's good mm-hmm. if you can get into that flow where your diet, you know, your diet and your lifestyle is generally pretty honed in. For me anyway, I think it's a generality, generality. Yeah. Some, there's there's exceptions, just, but yeah. Sorry, just pre- jumping in here for the okay. listener. So I, um, I'll definitely put a link to um, to an image of the organ wheel because I think it's really, I, I find it really fascinating and it really helps you, you know, tune into your body a bit more and just go a bit more intuitively through your day. Yeah, man, I've got a really, I've got him like he's kind of a new mate. I'm just getting his book. If you can hear me foraging around because I just noticed I've got it on my <laughs> desk. Um, Yost Sauer. Yost yeah, is- I listened to your podcast with him. Yeah. I don't know where he's oh, from it was, in Germany. Um, it was really cool. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> he's right. His book, Clock on to Health, it's like a really daggy name. But, you know, Yost is um, maybe that, that's probably a good, it's a good entry book so people can get a little bit more of an understanding of why it is that the cheese in particular organ systems at particular times, it's a good way to get in the flow. I don't follow it religiously, but if I'm in harmony, I'm generally, I'm like, I'd look reflect on what's, you know, generally going on, what's like the right and wrong things to do at those particular times. As soon as anyone tells me anything's right or wrong to do, I just kind of rebel. I hate being told that. I hate having like, you know, rules around me. But generally, if I get in harmony, I'll see there's like massive correlation between, you know, what mm. what the ancients said where the chi is in the body at particular times. And you've got to remember, you know, it's not, the chi doesn't, you know, work off, the, you know, a daylight savings clock. <laughs> you know, it's not, you've got to, you got to tune into the end. What, what ultimately it is, is it's general flows of what's going on in the environment and where the chi is at in the environment. And since the chi and the energy and its direction, its yin, yin and yang nature, um, its formation, you know, that, that's, refle- what's, that's reflected inside as well. So what's going on outside, that's all that the Taoists and the ancient Chinese philosophers and health nuts of, you know, you know from thousands of years ago in China mm. and around the world. That's all they were doing. Anyway, that's why I kind of like sometimes I don't like using the term Taoism and, you know, what I do at Superfeast is Taoist tonic herbs. You know, you were taking chi herbs, a Taoist tonic herb that people use to build their digestive spleen energy, their capacity to digest life itself and um, extract chi from the food that we're having. And that's those chi herbs that you're having in that, that morning buttery coffee. Um, obviously, you know, there are a lot of lung tonics. And so it's great during, you know, during autumn where I'm at for respiratory, you know, that time it's lung season. So just for that lung function, but then, you know, everywhere around the world, there's a concern about respiratory infection. And so at that point, you know, you always, for me, want to yeah. be having those lung tonics like astragalus and white attractylodes yeah. that are in there, turkey tail. And then that's, you know, then you're extracting that chi from, you know, from the air that we're breathing and then delivering a strong surface immunity, which or associated with surface immunity, it's actually called our, our wee chi, our protective chi, you know, running under our skin, you know, that's what you're doing there using these Taoist tonic herbs. But then if we can pluck away the terminology of Taoist and you know, we go back a few thousand years and we look at all these people that were just interested in, you know, ensuring that their body's ability to heal itself was intact. So they didn't degenerate massively when they got to their you know, 60s and 50s, you know, potentially they want to make sure their mental acuity is on so they continue to enjoy life, you know, whether it's just been able to Mm. stay on for, you know, gosh, I don't know, like it's like I feel, you know, I was talking about the blue zones today to someone, you know, it's like the... um, 
the, um, where are the Sardinians, you know, we imagine the Sardinians, you know, want to be able to like, you know, still play dominoes with their mates at 95 years old with, you know, and, and be really, you know, clocked on, you know, and, you know, like that, that kind of thing. All it is, is just people, you know, the Tao, when you look at what the Taoists are in that example, they're just people in nature, just watching nature and yeah. just getting some clues about how they can stay in harmony so they can continue to bring out their virtuous nature and their best nature and, you know, in who they are so that they're really, you know, a contributing force in their lives yeah. and the people around them. That's it. It doesn't need to get more complicated than that. So um, let me, let me, sorry, let me jump in here because um, what you just said, you know, tuning into nature or being really aligned with their own nature as well. And what you said before about your morning ritual, you know, not having this agenda or to-do list where you're ticking off. So that might be a starting point, but eventually it's about, you know, feeling into it and embodying it. And I'm, I'm totally on the same page. And I just want to, at this point, if it's okay, I just want to redirect a little bit more to your story because I found that so interesting as well. So listeners can relate a bit more, I don't know, to you And um, and then we can dive deeper into the Taoist herbalism and the tonics and the naturally moon strengthening. Because um, so I listened. I think it was on your podcast in uh, number four where you told about your way and your health issues you had. And um, so, what made you change your life and lifestyle? And why did those tonic herbs became the ultimate tool for you? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, they're one of the tools. They happen to be the most like pervasive tool in my life when I was trying to figure out what I would do. And so then I moved into, you know, I was giving them to friends anyway. So my mum was like, well, you might as well, you know, start, you know, start a business around these tonic herbs. And so they're, they've definitely been a pivotal tool, um, an important one, um, but no higher or lower importance than so many other things. Um, it's just, I feel like I've just got this, I don't know, this like this little, this little karmic journey to go on with tonic herbs. And I'm pretty, you know, pretty stoked mm -hmm. that I can help them become a little bit more available in the world, but then make sure that people aren't just falling into the, you know, oh, I should take adaptogens, which is basically what these herbs are, but more, you know, connecting to the lineage and the reality of why people would be drawn to these herbs. So make it kind of not about the herbs, but um, I mean, I was just in my early twenties and traveling around and I had a gentle interest in health through my late teens and early twenties and just, you know, I was a ski instructor and I was a bartender and all those kinds of things and a vagabond traveling the world. And so then I just had one experience where I was just really feeling my body one morning and um, the kind of like, subtle complaints I'd had about it in my subconscious were kind of really building up. And so the, you know, the annoyance of how tired I felt quite often and really, you know, I was really quite exhausted. And I was really exhausted that morning on, I was on a bus in Bolivia and mm -hmm. just really getting annoyed that I couldn't knock out this fungal and this thing that just kept on coming up on my arms. And, you know, it was like really prolific. That's always been, that's my, that's my little like, knock, 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 Mason, you're kind of like a little off course right now. When I get my little, my little fungal things come up on my skin. But at that point it was just like, you know, it's just been a bit excessive. Um, and so I just 
sensed that I had the ability to alter my trajectory. And so I held that intention and I got back and really picked up the mantle of my health, my intention to be healthier. And I really allowed myself to be led from curiosity rather than there being something wrong with me, which is a liberty that I had. Um, but it's where most people, if you, as you continue down your track, you know, that's what you, most people relate to. Maybe you started off with some crazy symptoms and sickness mm-hmm. um, and that were just too, they're too strong to ignore anymore. Most people in the West, it's like the only thing clicks you over, you know, I don't know why I thought of this example, but you know, when, you know, when you all of a sudden, when you go, if a woman's going through menopause and it's like hectic symptoms, you know, and it's like perhaps, you know, no sleeping and hot flushes, it's like, I can't ignore it anymore. Or it's an autoimmune condition, you know, and it just gets to the point where it's just knocking them around. They have to get healthy. I would, that's like, cool. You know, that's why we have practitioners and it's why we have the ability to respond to an issue. But I was much more in that place of, just wanting, I just wanted to cultivate something. I just wanted to kind of see how good it could feel in my body. And, um, and that same, like, you know, I didn't really put pressure on myself. I don't know what that object, like what that outcome looks like. And I continue just to allow that intent to chop and change itself to stay relevant to the time, but it's still kind of where I'm at. You know, it's just, just a subtle curiosity that keeps me going and keeps me moving um, knowing, you know, that ideally I'm going to keep on evolving and changing. But because I was coming from that mindset, I didn't have a problem solution, you know, symptom, symptomatic based approach. I was in my last year of university and studying just, you know, what could get me super healthy. So came to like Taoist texts and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, prevalent educators around longevity at the time, you know, especially just teaching about like, you know, the, the bringing it all together into a lifestyle. And I really liked watching people who could, you know, they, they could deliver, you know, they could be bridges. And, you know, I feel like that's, I really relate to that being like a storyteller and being able to bridge different conversations and um, bridge opposing ideas and finding common ground. And so all of that plays into basic longevity practices of Taoism anyway. Mm. Um, and I kept on coming back, all these educators and all these texts, you know, there's just always the mention of these tonic herbs and it's just basically the herbs that we use to cultivate life. Um, they can still be used clinically to solve problems and, you know, to help the body move through um, places where it's out of balance and riddled with symptoms and disease. But these particular herbs... Um, there's not many in the system, but, you know, there was like, you know, it's like in the first Materia Medica ever really legitimately created, like in a way that's like, you know, digestible over 2000 years ago in China by Shen Nong. It has these herbs, superior herbs. So they're just like, these ones are herbs of heaven, right? They're, they're heavenly messengers. These are the ones that are here to help us cultivate our our basic energies of our body. They help us to ensure that the elements of our body are moving through smoothly, that the chi is moving through, you know, in an optimized manner, as good as we can get it. You know, that's all we're talking about there is yin yang changing between each other, and, you know, just into a different ratios, yin to yang, yang to yin. Um, that's highlighted in the five elements of the body. And what that does, if that's flowing and in harmony, that's correlated with our emotions, our physiology, you know, but if we can get it moving, mm-hmm. then we cultivate our, you know, our, ourselves life and that's in the body sense that's the three treasures and so that's the jing which is our 
genetic potential associated with, you know, cultivating our capacity to have really beautiful, strong baseline sex hormones, really beautiful, strong bones that are nice and spongy and genes, our ability to basically stay physically healthy and, and grounded over our entire lifetime and ensure that we got enough juice in the tank that throughout the entirety of our lives up until the point where it's time to tap out, that we stay functioning and not, you know, degenerating massively mm. to the best of our ability, right? You know, I don't, we don't know how it's going to work out, but at least just kind of like, you know, putting the odds in our favor. Um, yeah, would- I love that perspective because it's not this like short-sighted or short-term approach that we often have in the West, but it's like, okay, as you said before, if you want to really live with vitality, mm. like for a really long time, it's, you got to start now and just um, take it you with you over the next 20, 30, 40 years. You've got to start now. I mean, and it makes such a difference. Like it's not going to be, we're not looking for this idealistic, perfect journey, but you know, if you really can work on the jing lives in your kidneys and if we can really like dial in a lifestyle that isn't excessively leaking your jing and sacrificing your jing for something you don't believe in, um, then you can redirect the usage of your jing energy, right? Um, towards something that's, you know, useful to your growth that, you know, that's an, into an area that's an actual dojo for you. You know, maybe not just like, you know, maybe not just working like some dead end soulless job, you know, just giving them your jing so you can get a pay, you know, you can get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. That's not, nothing wrong with that. But you go long term and, you know, and realize that this is, you know, act, this is just, you know, completely sacrificial. That's what a lot of people, you know, you then you would become reliant on your stimulants. You become reliant on your sheer willpower or dogma in order to justify your lifestyle, which is leaking jing um, excessively to no prevail. Nothing's le- nothing's filling your cup back up. It's just purely leaking. And what we're mm. opening ourselves up to there is to is degeneration, um, a lack of libido, weak knees. That's all these things that are associated with that, you know, with that. And but if you can you can tweak it just a little bit. Here and there, if, you, if your body's rocking a little bit more and, you know, you've you dialed your lifestyle in, so, you know, the whole like sleep, appropriate amount of exercise, all those basics that we're talking about, basically the point where we want to get to is that our lifestyle as, you know, as best as we can get it isn't really leaking our gene. We're not reliant on coffee and stimulants in order to get through the day. Um, again, don't have expectations of like, you know, being, you know, like this complete perfect picture of health. Just You just make it a little bit better. And then you get that little bit of extra energy in your foundations and your jing. And this is what I'm researching in university. This is why I got pretty swept away by the philosophy and the herbs. Because um, if you can dial in those practices and get the foundations really rocking and then get consistent with those practices, you, you, you turn it around, you know, your, your energy, you can start really relating to your own energy and your own capacity to create endogenous energy for yourself. And, um, and then you start that you've got more capacity then to deal with you know, things that matter, what's, I don't know why it's coming to mind. Like, you know, you've got capacity to deal with like really, you know, long-term energy to deal with like, you know, this really, you know, this pattern, it may, it's maybe it's an emotional pattern in yourself that just, you know, you just kind of like, you know, really, really gets in your nerve and, you know, really puts a drive between yours and your, you know, the loving relationships. And, you know, you can, you can maybe get the ability, the, the, the jing and the baseline energy to really, you know, even observe that there's a consistent pattern that you're, the, you know, there's like, there's, you know, you have to take all the blame for everything, but, you know, my God, there is one consistent thing in the way that all my relationships ended or the way I always like, you know, 
do this at my kids or, you know, like all my might explode with anger or I'm just always so excessively meek and anxious or whatever it is. There might be something like, you know, not making that right or wrong in any way, but it could be important for like to have the energy for 10 years to be able to like really, you know, continue to be able to look at that, not just be so weak and floppy and degenerative and sacrificial Mm -hmm. of your energy that you can't be really going to using that little bit of a gene to do something that's actually topping up your cup by working through these issues. Maybe it's working through a little bit of an addiction that you have, you know, and you just, Mm -hmm. that, that shit really matters. And that's the whole point of like taking gene herbs and having a lifestyle that isn't sacrificial, which is tough in the way, you know, but you can do it. I think we all can relate to that. Sorry, because we all have something that always that, that pops up again and again and again. And you thought, Oh, I thought I'm over that now, but apparently I'm not. And to me, it seems that it, it comes forth often in stressful situations or in more tense situations. And yeah, that's what I love that you're talking about it. Um, and, you know, having herbs at our hands that can maybe help us overcome or progress out of these old patterns. I mean, so massive, especially, I mean, this is the difficult part. If we can go into it without a right and wrong Um mm. I mean, I, it's kind of like I did so much, you know, I feel like I did, you know, a lot of like years and years of real good, like in there, like personal development and plant medicines and that, like through my, you know, that early 20s to the end, you know, up until like 30. And, um, but, you know, still being really idealistic around like liberating myself to this place of, um, I don't know, just having like a, a huge expectation on what I was going to look like and what it was going to be like when I kind of, scrubbed that out of me um, rather than, you know, really, you know, and it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's literally something to work on and have the energy to be able to work on not, you know, judging those aspects of ourselves and then not judging them for five years and just, you know, you know, observing mm-hmm. them, observing, you know, maybe what a symptom, what it's, a, what it's a symptom of, symptom of. And that's when you move up to the second treasure of chi and it's out, you know, it's, it's that, that animates us and, you know, brings us alive. It's the spark in the machine. So- so what would be, uh, can you say, or is there like a herb you could recommend for that kind of first phase? Or is it so individual that you can't say, okay, maybe start with this one or with that one? I mean, it's generally, the, like, the may we make it easy, it's super feast anyway, um, for the Jing formula is a place to kind of enter into. Um, and mm-hmm. you can get, we can get a little bit more personalized, you know, perhaps you're someone that likes working with your acupuncturist and that's fine. Tonic herbs are just more, a little bit more of a folky way of approaching it. You know, they're gentle herbs that you can include in your diet long-term and you can have a bit of a stab at it yourself, you know, and see how you go. Mm-hmm. You know, you start slow on Jing herbs of the Jing formula, which is quite balanced in its yin yang nature. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then feel what happens when you start pouring that essence back into your kidneys, right? And you start developing a relationship with what happens when your chid- um, when your kidney chi is um, not deficient, flowing. That's going to that's also always associated with the liver chi as well. And so your kidney and liver chi starts rocking a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, you know, what happened? What, how, how are you feeling now that your foundations are restored? That's kind of the place we start. Um, if people are, you know, most of the time it's going to, you know, it's not going to hurt to add in like a, another, like a really a good yin herb. Now, women are always especially going to be benefiting from the yin herbs, um, like a, like a hishawu. Um, so that's a beautiful yin root just because 
you know, women especially dominated by blood. We were talking about men uh, or, you know, penis having bodies, um, <laughs> which I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just, I picked it up in a podcast I did with someone um, recently. Okay. I, I, yeah. It just kind of like, I'm like, it's just kind of nice and literal. Um, their you know, penis having bodies um, been driven and dominated by yang and, but, but then by, um, by chi, you know, we're really, you know, we're chi creatures of chi and women or vulva yeah. having bodies um, of blood and yin, but, you know, blood, you know, governed mm-hmm. by blood. And so for women, especially um, if they're in the bleeding period, it's, you know, then you, you're literally losing blood and need to build a, like a shitload of blood every month. Yeah, so yeah. That's the capacity for that because Jing is our potential. It's our genetic potential to be able to express over our lifetime so we get the best parts of ourselves out. And it's also the potential for building blood and the potential for um, building marrow and that that um, governs the bone health. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and thinking about this in a, you know, from, from a Taoist terminology. So don't try and, yeah, don't get, try and try and, we won't try and get too like, um, Western anatomy on, on, on ourselves here. Um, when we're talking about the governing, the kidneys governing the bone marrow, that's the way it works in the Taoist chi model. So that it's going to be, Jing's a good place to start. What does the Hishu Wu do? Because I, I've, I've read about it, but I didn't dive into it yet. So, but I find it quite interesting that it's especially good for women and building blood. And mm. I mean, yeah, I think every woman can relate to it. You know, when you're menstruating, you really, you can lose this huge amount of blood that, yeah. How, how, yeah. <laughs> and you want to, and you want to always be, um, you basically always want to be working on building that blood back. And so yin, the yin energy is just simply accumulative, right? It's, it's our capacity to cultivate, uh, accumulate, be still. Um, in that sense, we do have like a, you know, a, a fountain, you know, you build up that yin and then you can get the fountain bubbling over and then that can start feeding um, other, other life forms and other systems. And that's then, you know, so it's that, that fountain of regeneration, you know, it's, it's that, that plumpness of flesh, you know, you can feel like, you know, someone's got that good yin when you can see they've got substance to their skin, uh, right? There's, there's, there's blood in that skin, you know, there's, and it's mm. like, they're just, um, they're healthy and there's nourished beings, right? And so most people are, are jing deficient in one way or another in the West. And so yin jing is where we generally start. And for, for men as well, we generally start with yin But then we will once once we kind of like if we can tone the lifestyle in, not be excessive, then you know we're going to move over to more of a dominance of the Jing um, Yang Jing herbs. Um, just because you know quite often, yeah, we, we, the men will need that Yin, and men will get scared off from like a Western perspective of Yin herbs because they're like you know they're estrogen mimicking, and it's going to create a bunch of estrogen in my body. But um, if we just get out of that mindset, you can see that you can really. You know, it's not it's not for every um, it's not for everyone. That's why some people might want to just go and like you know see an acupuncturist who's um, practicing classical acupuncture, who's able going to do pulse and tongue and you know and all the you know the questions and see mm. your complexion and that and really dial it in for you. So then you can get a better understanding of yourself. And then in your in your personal herbal practice at home, you know you can um, you can start being more appropriate for yourself. And then 
the guys will, you know, start off with a bit of yin jing, you know, do that rebuilding. And then quite often they'll feel like, hang on, I'm off, like, you know, I'm ready to get off of this and really start building. Like, you know, they'll feel they'll reach like a plateau with building their sexual vigor through the usage of a lot of herbs that are yin, like Hishawu and Ramania. And they'll be ready to start really like piling it on with like, you know, more of the eucomia barks and cordyceps, et cetera. The Jing blend is quite well balanced. And so it's a really good place to start. And and same, likewise, you'll just, most people with Jing herbs, you'll find after a few months, you won't get that massive flow of energy that you got in the beginning. Um, just because you've kind of done your work and built back that flow. You can take that, you know, you, a lot of people get really excited and they'll take like two teaspoons a day. Um, I will slowly build, I hope, quarter teaspoon of the powder, extract powder. Um, um, we, we know we've got in little jars, but, you know, whatever application you've got, whether you're boiling them yourself or using tinctures or whatever, um, we just choose you know, that, like, you know, choose your own adventure, not in capsules, extracted in really rad ways, like, super potent mm-hmm. growing style that's like in alignment with tradition and then doing all the heavy metal testing and that because i'm generally i know that's in the back of people's minds a lot of the time um so you've got like a super potent powder and you start with a quarter teaspoon say of the gene get up to half a teaspoon and then you know you might you might you might be like far out i'm really vibing to go stronger and so then you might up it to a stronger dose. You might go like a teaspoon, heap teaspoon. And then sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, I wanted it in the afternoon as well. And so you go with that instinct. Just know you'll back off eventually. Just trust your instinct when it's time to back off. Because um, some people go like, my gosh, I'm getting all these great results and I'm not needing coffee anymore. And therefore I need to maintain this strong dose. But what we want to mm-hmm. remind everyone is at some point you know, come out, we're not creating reliances on these herbs. You will then come back down to a lifestyle dose. And so that's going to be hovering around them. Generally, It's hard. actually interesting what you said. Um, oh, I don't need coffee anymore. I feel that when I put, I mean, for one, lots of fat in the coffee, but also uh, when I put these powders in there, for example, the chi blend, as I do now, I feel it gives me longer lasting energy. So I can basically run on one cup of coffee throughout the whole day. Mm, yeah great yeah yeah <laughs> i mean not having having a want of coffee is different to having a need which is really huge um and i do recommend like when you're doing the first if you're getting onto jing or even i like doing it like yearly at least is we call it doing like the 30 days of um jing challenge which i'm sure you maybe you've seen i'm not sure but um we'll do it i think i've seen it yeah yeah yeah. It's just a good little tune up. Um, and if you've gone through your period where you're taken, you've taken Jing and you're feeling like I'm, I'm on, I want to do more work with like chi herbs and, you know, kind of going up the, you know, up like or down the line um, or not, you know, I'm probably going to, winter's a really good time. I'm going to be doing 30 days of Jing in the winter just to get back and top up those kidneys. Um, just get off stimulants for like 30 days. You just get off the coffee and the matcha and the Earl Grey and the cacao um and just and, and you know you can you can slowly ease yourself off it and even if you just lower the dose you know because sometimes it's too hectic for people to just go cold turkey um just see just you just got to like if if coffee is a herb and it's a herb that you are taking more than any other herb that you take and then by, what i mean by that is like every day maybe the other herb you take is beer at the end of the day because it's got hops in it. So you're taking hops actually, not beer. (laughs) You know, perhaps a lot of people, it's coffee and hops, super yang, anxious, um, angst-inducing 
herb that really taxes the liver um, and um, and then a real really yin, like potentially the most estrogenic herb, you know, we have. Um, and so that's kind of like right, all we're wanting to do is, again, we can be like, who cares? Is it right or wrong? Who cares? It's such a boring conversation. And if it's, if it's populating a part of your being, you know, maybe leave it as like 10% of like a dominant and the rest of 90% go and explore what there is besides wrong and right. But if you can just take that break in the beginning of, of coffee and stimulants, you can really reevaluate your relationship to, to them. Um, then you reevaluate your relationship to yourself. You gather faith in yourself to be able to endogenously create energy. And so you have less of a reliance um, and then you have less of a need and therefore you've got less of a crutch. Um, you know, and I might, you know, go back and forth. Sometimes you might lean more and more and more, oh, geez, you know, but, you know, you, you, you can notice then that you lean more into stimulants and coffee and you catch it quicker. You're not just some, you know, limp fish in the CBD, you know, of Sydney who has no capacity to read their own body and notice, you know, when something's possibly becoming slightly degenerate, you know, degenerative, you know, you can, you can catch it, you know, because you've got more of a relationship with your body. So I think everyone needs to be really less hard on themselves um, in that manner and just be really, really commendable, you know, to themselves. And, you know, even if you're noticing, you know, same thing with Jing, like the whole point is that we don't fatigue ourselves, right? We don't exhaust ourselves because that's when you're leaking Jing. You know, we're literally leaking our capacity to maintain strong bones throughout the rest of our lives or express ourselves healthily, genetically, or have the foundations for good digestion or libido or all these things, right? Like, mm-hmm. to, you know, we, we open ourselves up to stress. And so if we can, if we can start having that, you know, that time, that 30 days, for example, where we really dial it in and we're like, wow, I'm really not feeling exhausted. I'm not crashing as much. I've got this foundation. Then if you lose it, you know, like, you know, inverted commas, lose it, you know, but you've, you've got, you've done so much good work to, you know, to develop a relationship and a knowing of what your edges of exhaustion are. So if you can continue over the years to just catch, 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 refine, 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 you're most likely, you know, really, you know, with, if you keep that stamina and stamina is about Jing, especially Yang Jing, you can maintain that stamina of your intent and your ability and willingness to con- continue, you know, taking yourself in a direction where your health is harmonious. Um, you know, after, you know, perhaps, who knows, we cross, maybe we, we, we turn a corner at like 50 or 60 and we really, it's embodied and we're just like, no, I know what's going to exhaust me. I know what's not. I'm going down, I'm going down that track because I'm looking for ultimate cultivation and enjoyment of life. I want the ultimate sparkle in my eye, um, you know, that harmony in myself and quietness of my mind. And I know it means not excessively taxing my jing and my physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and then that's just that's that's what wisdom is. So as you go up the three treasures, so this is we're still back at university and I'm studying this, and I'm like, wow, these tonic <laughs> herbs, people use them to tone life. Three treasures, Jing, Qi, and Shen. We slowly, slightly touched on the, the animating force of Qi there, um, which is, you know, a beautiful intention. But ultimately where we're going is Shen. So it's like that analogy of Jing is the wax of the candle, um, Qi is the flame, and then the light coming off is the Shen. And that's just our ability to... Um, Shen equates to consciousness and somewhat the mind as well. And when... 
um, when we're developing our Shen, we're developing our virtuous nature. So it's our capacity to completely draw in and learn from life and reflect in that nature of life so that we can, we can cultivate a knowing of what works and what doesn't work so that we have more, you know, we can, we can have more of a higher intention driving the way that we live our lives. So we've got more of a harmonious expression of our emotions, therefore our you know, our real virtuous part of us, you know, that which we, you know, we love that's, you know, that's just courageous and, you know, maybe able to let go and enthusiastic and, you know, imaginative, these parts of us that we really, you know, vibe on. Not that we disrespect those, you know, those emotions which get a little bit stuck, like, you know, anger and, you know, you know resentment and, you know, worry and fear. Like what happens when you develop your Shen over, over years and years and years and years, which we know. We know what old people that just have swagger and they just got fuck, something going on, man. That person's just like rad and they just really know themselves and they, they know their limits and they know how they're going to contribute best. And, and that's mm-hmm. just a strong development of Shen. And so that's um you know doesn't mean we we you know within that wisdom we know how to maneuver that anger or that fear or whatever it is that kind of like was a bit of a crutch you know but we've really you know we've embodied a capacity to work with it and um that's kind of that 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 really that really um tantal i was tantalizing that philosophy um Mm -hmm. as a guide and as a teacher and i've been as I teach it, I learn more and more and um, I, I get less and less attached, attached to the label of, you know, the, being a Taoist or anything like that. I don't relate to it. Um, I get, I'm, I'm very respectful though of the lineage. Can you imagine, you know, how many, you know, just how many millions of people have poured over and spent their entire life really dialed in, you know, like, like, you know, like a lot of people listening to this, like, you know, it's amazing. You're dialing in, man. You know, you're really, you know, feeling you know who you are and what's gonna what what can you do to make you know really feel incredible during this life and and be an incredible person and then you you know you've maintained it for many years perhaps and you've got to you know you'll be doing that for the rest of your life you know think about how important your life is to you think about how many you know tens of thousands and of people have contributed with that kind of level of intent so that we have these these philosophies and we have these, this, this insight and this know-how and we can pick it up and, you know, pour gratitude out for it and then allow it to, you know, really disseminate into us and we can embody, you know, what, you know, what we're all, you know, learning is, you know, life itself, our jing, our chi, our shen, so that we can go forth and, you know, hopefully be less of an asshole and more of an awesome expression of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. And I think, yeah, what you just said about the tradition, I think it is pretty amazing. I mean, I'm diving deeper into yoga, into hatha yoga and tantra, and it's it's just crazy when you look at it from our perspective nowadays to see what they have done and how much dedication they put in there. And mm. now it's basically there for us so we can take it and thrive in our own lives. Of course, we have to do something in the mm-hmm. long run, but... Yeah, it's pretty amazing to see the the dedication and the the one pointedness. I say they had to focus on one topic and go deep. And yeah, I mean that acknowledging that and acknowledging because what in our in our um, consumer um, just pure consumer society, mm-hmm. generally it's like, what can yoga give me? What can these Taoist herbs give me? And it's like. 
just relax, mate. Just tune into <laughs> the, just tune into the gratitude and think about it, all the conversations around the fire. You know, how many, just how many cups of reishi mushroom and hushiwu with a bit of goji and some shizandra up on, you know, up on Changbai Mountain, you know, in the northeast of, of China. There are mountains and valleys all around the world, you know, tuning into the energy of these, these herbs so it can be, you know, passed on in, with the way, in, in a way with such, you know, with such grace, um, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that's really, you know, designed for digestion and capacity to make it your own. Like if you can really feel it and you can really experience the gratitude, um, it's a real good remedy in general, whether it's yoga or tonic herbalism or anything. Um, it's a really good remedy for that consumerist mindset. What can I get? What's, what's, what's in it for me? You know, what can, you know, because mm. it just completely trumps it if you can really sit in that gratitude. And so kind of like, yeah, I mean, that's like, you know, everyone's doing gratitude journals and meditations. And so they should be, and so we should be, and so I should be, um, you know, for me, I, I really, you know, try and maintain that in, my, in a morning walk on the beach, which will generally happen after, um, after my clay um, on the beach and <laughs> walking down and I'm observing that, that's that fiery yang energy and, you know, how, how the world's responding and how my body's respond to him, responding to it and how my body wants to, you know, explore it that day, whether it's like, you know, going hard and juicing a sweat or just, you know, just really exploring my joints and, you know, whatever it is, rah, rah. Yeah. I'm moving. <laughs> um, you know, like at that point I walk along and just, you know, go through my little like forgiveness, you know, and just say, oh, yeah, forgive myself for this and that and this and that. And, you know, it's just like probably it's generally like just directed at myself. Just generally don't find that much usefulness for directing forgiveness at other people. <laughs> I just mm. you know, so it generally has a, for me, it has like a little bit of a, you know, egoic, twist to it that i've got there in the background and so if normally i've forgiven myself of things and then the innately the forgiveness of others will come out without pointing the finger subtly in my subconscious yeah oh i think it's so important to be able to forgive yourself and it's often i find the hardest like it's so huge but then that leads to the gratitude pretty that's when the gratitude you know walking along i'll pause you know blow it all out and then just continue down the beach or back you know and it could be five minutes it could be one minute of each and then just what yeah. you're grateful for. You know, I, I, it's such a beautiful thing. I go in and out with that. Sometimes I'm just like, sometimes it's not useful and I don't need to be sitting there, you know, thinking about what I'm grateful for or feeling it. Other times it's just super innate and I can just feel it pulsing through me. At the moment I'm in a point where I'm like, yeah, that's really, it's real useful. It's coming back into one of those relevant ones. It's really hot. And that's, that's, that's what all these things will do. They'll just keep on coming in and out of relevance, all these different practices, you know, you'll get reminded, you know, year after year after year of something. Oh, yeah, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. And then you, it'll click one day and you'll start doing mm. it and you'll find, oh, you know, this is appropriate for me like a couple of weeks a year, whatever it is, you know, whatever the example yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finding your own rhythm, hey? Yeah. So it's a good way to approach tonic herbalism because, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see these herbs really um, stand up and get out there into the world, especially when we mm-hmm. can um have access to them grown in such a special way that's really honoring how they've been grown for a long long time um, mm. and respecting the environment that they come from and they're just they're just blowing so many people's socks off in terms of how effective they are and it's like yeah well, that's why that's why they've been revered for thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of years and that's why yeah 
the grandma. They're truly time-tested. <laughs> really time-tested clinically yeah. and in the kitchen, you know, putting, you know, adding ginseng um, and eucomia bark or cordyceps, you know, into, into to broths and stews, you know, just mm-hmm. having teas, you know, having teas while you're meditating, lots of reishi tea and these shen tonics because particular herbs, in case anyone didn't notice, you know, there's jing herbs and chi herbs and shen herbs. And so, you know, a lot of people are meditating, lots of, you know, having lots of shen herbs, you know, maybe that, you know, asparagus root so they can, you know, really, you know, fly within their meditations as they put it and their consciousness helps you get a bird eye view of life. Um, that's the way they related to it. You know, lots of reishi, you know, lots of, you know, pearl taking these shen tonics to help them dial in, you know, their ability to express themselves spiritually and yeah, it's like, it's just really, you know, the, we can, you know, we can get access to the herbs that were used, you know, the chosen over thousands, thousands of years by, you know, some of the most enlightened people that have ever, you know, traced the earth. Like that's pretty rad, like the, the, to be living at this time. It's pretty insane. So that deserves gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love all of what you said. Honestly, I think that's, that's pretty amazing, you know, just thinking about it. And, and I love that you said, you know, um, when you start with the tonics or when you take them or the herbs, just feel into them, you know, mm. don't, don't approach it with this, like, okay, well, what am I going to get out of that in the next three days? But, you know, just start mm. taking them gently and just start feeling into it. And, and also, referring to oh how would like the ancient people or the the Taoists um have taken them or zipped them around the fire and Hmm. i love that you know tuning into the energy and i think it's a great bridge for um the well the other topic or subtopic i had in mind you know how to strengthen your immune system naturally because mm. in our Western society, um, it's it's also such a short-sighted approach, I find. I mean, there might be a shift going on now, mm-hmm. but still, it's like, oh, oh, I'm getting a cold, so I have to amp up with vitamin C tablets and ginger, and but maybe it's already too late. And yeah. I know immunity is a super topical topic at the moment, mm-hmm. but you know, seeing it through the lens of the Taoist tradition, it would be like a long-term goal or a long-term thing to do. So, um, yeah, can, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, I mean, there is always going to be that um, reaching for the ginger and uh, and the vitamin C, and that's very useful to, ha- to know how to respond to what's happening short term in your environment and what's really mm-hmm. immunologically active. And, um, you know, if you do feel that cold invading you and you feel that chill getting into your bones and you can catch it early and have a ginger tea, some chi herbs, you know, and, and a hot bath and push it back out, it's super useful. But immunologically, you want to maintain, you know, you want to be able to stay protected and in harmony. So the, the jing, the jing, you know, going through that process of restoring your jing and then long-term, you know, finding those particular herbs and that herbal strategy that allows you to stay more and more in harmony and dial in your harmony. If you're in harmony, then you can, you're in that point where you're going to um, cultivate more life, more chi, and it will be harder for 
um, pathogens, both in, um, you know, Chinese sense, like, you know, wind, cold, um, heat, damp to invade you and, um, and cause a ruckus. Um, Mm-hmm. or even in the, you know, it's the same in the Western sense, you know, it's the same if you're, if you're, if you're healthy and you're rocking and you're not exhausted and you know, you, you're not, you're not, you're not tense, you're not emotionally tense, you're not you know, physically intense or even just less and less, then, you know, it's going to be harder and harder. You know, you're going to have more, less stress on the body. Therefore you're going to have greater, um, you know, definitely greater like constitutional innate immunity in your constitution within your, you know, your deep constitution, um, and then you're definitely going to have greater um, adaptive immune um, efficacy. And mm. therefore, you know, and the same as your tissue is going to be healthier, you know, more blood flow into your tissue. It's going to be more adept at you know, knocking out a virus if it tries to get in there, you know, in this instance with what's going on. Or just say like a, a seasonal flu getting in and just trying to like um, click its way into the, um, to the respiratory cells. And that's, you know, that's just what's, that's what's happening. But the reality is if you're rocking your foundations, that's, that should be the absolute priority. And then additionally layering on what in the West is like, an, because, you know, the Taoists aren't just not relating to it as an immune system. There's this separate thing. They're relating it to the, you know, that their capacity for their body to stay, you know, adaptive and their, you know, that protective chi to be strong and those, um, those organs that are, you know, that are directly relating and, and, and coming into contact with the, you know, the world around them, which is like especially the lung, but then especially the spleen system, you know, having, you know, having those, you know, that, that potential pathogen, um, that environment goes straight down into it. They need to be strong to be able to protect you. And so that's majority in that, in that instance, we're, t- we're looking at medicinal mushrooms and chi tonics. And so quite often people get on to, in the beginning, people are going to get onto Jing herbs and then they're going to layer in medicinal mushrooms as well because everyone's immunologically deficient and medicinal mushrooms are just, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're, if Westerners are listening to this, the science is just like, you know, it's just clear. You go to PubMed and type in immunity and medicinal mushrooms, you'll see, um, you know, reishi, shiitake, shaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, maitake, poria, turkey tail data through the roof, just proving that these mm-hmm. are incredibly immune modulating. And so Is in that there sense. Is a study um, we can relate or link to in the show notes? Maybe you if you just to- go to PubMed and just type in medicinal mushrooms, immunity, okay. and just and then just take that link and you can pop that down there. It's probably a good way to go. Um, because I just don't, I'm, I'm personally, I'm just like less and less interested in the Western science to be, <laughs> to be honest. I'm like, the yeah, system works <laughs> for, for practitioners. I'm interested. Like, I'm, I'm like, I like having the conversation, but just for my own life and my own work, it's less and less, just, just less relevant. It takes me away from what interests me. Um, but mm. I like chatting about, it, you know, on my, on our podcast, I have my, you know, have mate chats with my mates about herbs and I'm always fascinated to hear, you know, cause they're more that way oriented. So I try and balance it out. Um, I mean, just for the level of modulation around, um, the, um, uh, the activity of particular immune cells, particularly on the surface immunity, um, and then the management um, via immune function of inflammatory pathways through, you know, just like identifying and knowing when it's time to decrease the cytokine cascade that's calling for a, an inflammatory response, which is quite often um, sideswiped and taken advantage of by a virus, um, a virus particle or a virus consciousness 
um, so that it can continue to reproduce and be successful in its um, intent or agenda, which is to prolifically um, evolve and spread its offspring. And so if we've got an immune system that can identify that, hey, we've been taken advantage of, there's actually a pathogen involved um, and have conversation between our constitutional innate immunity and our surface um, adaptive immune system, and it can regulate inflammation so that viruses can't take advantage of that inflammation and proliferate faster. Um, and if it can just generally know when it's time to downregulate inflammation, we're going to have less of that more appropriate inflammation, less um, excessive inflammation, which we see a lot, a lot of in, in, in our world, in our Western mm -hmm. world. And, um, then you're and be inflammation probably, or just, just jumping in here, because it's often inflammation that, that people don't see or don't perceive as inflammation, I think. I mean, it's, it's been the same with me. I've had migraines and, and really bad headaches a few years ago and some other issues, and you would think it's normal or it's just, oh, well, it's, it's It's just there, but it's probably a sign of inflammation. You're right. It's in, it's interesting as you go along. You just constantly, you just need to constantly be like, you know, willing to, you know, just learn some stuff along the way. And it's amazing as you go along, you're like, ah, I think that's what inflamed feels like. It was like when I got on medicinal mushrooms when I first started out and I was mega dosing. We talked about strong dosing before I was mega dosing. I was like tablespoon, <laughs> tablespoon of chaga and reishi. And, you know, after a few months, I'm like, huh, that's what having an immune system feels like or what we call an immune system. And I'm not saying that's like a watertight <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I definitely was like, you know, I just feel really strong. I didn't consider myself like bulletproof, but I felt, you know, just like I was apt at protecting myself. I just could really trust myself as long as I kept, you know, just kept up nice sense about me and hygiene, you know, in general. Um, cleanliness is godliness. Um, I had full faith in, in my immune system and my capacity to protect myself, which, you know, the full faith in my chi. So the, the medicinal mushrooms for sure, you know, you see in um, live blood analysis an immediate response um, of, um, of white blood cells present in the body. So, you know, it's a real, it's again, medicinal mushrooms are also like, you know, yes, you can accumulate their medicine over time. That's what happens with tonic herbs. These medicinal mushrooms are tonic herbs, as we've been talking about. You take them over a long period, you cultivate all their medicine um, um, more and more and more and more, right? You know, and, but, you know, there's also just like, there's just so much evidence and you can feel it, you know, you take them, bang, your body responds. And so they're a good one, both in the long-term strategy and the short-term strategy right something in the air something coming on bang mm -hmm. get those mushies up you know the, the mason's mushrooms blend a really good way for people to start on that one and then immunologically again chi herbs huge hmm. in the formula astragalus you know turkey tail mushroom poria mushroom white attractylodes cotinopsis These are the herbs that are toning the lung, which is, of course, going to be very affected during this time. Um, medicinal mushrooms very much working on the spleen, which is a little bit more of a deep constitutional capacity to build mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. protective chi and that immunity. Um, and, you know, they're also just helping move, ex you know, excessive dampness out of the body, which is often something, you know, not, not to the extent that they're drying, but, um, you know, it's always something that's quite suppressive, you know, stagnant waters in the body. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But, you know, the cheese really working on that, you know, more of that surface vibe, the lung, the respiratory system, which is really, yeah. really magic. I found it super interesting. And in, in one of your podcasts, you mentioned um, 
that was before I started with the chi blend. And you mentioned this, like, you know, if you go swimming in the ocean a lot, or if you're surfing and you're just feeling cold afterwards for such a long time, it's a good thing to take um, the chi blend, maybe even beforehand with some ginger. And I found that insight really, really interesting. Yeah, it's um, huge. I mean, it's, it's, another, it's another very simple practice. If you let the cold invade you constantly and excessively, you're going to be compromised, out of harmony, and you'll get sick. It's, it's, very, it's very simple. It's so simple mm-hmm. that most people will bypass it. I definitely have for a long time, and I'm not perfect with it, but you get out of, you get out of the surf. A lot of surfers have, you know, they start you know, feeling as they move along in life because you've got, you know, you're, you're, first of all, you're soaking up water into, the, bowl, into the, the lower legs, but, you know, you're just, I'm a body surfer as well. I'm not even sitting up top. So I'm sitting like submerged in the water and you feel the cold yeah, creep wow. in. Um, and so it's just good practice when you get back to the car, hopefully you've got like a nice warm thermos or something with like a strong ginger tea and a cinnamon tea hot to push that cold out and you get the chi blend in there. Or if you don't have chi blend, astragalus as a herb. And that's just like, you know, just ensures that, you know, you're really building strong that chi in which the blood follows so that you're circulating so that you're warming up yourself from the inside out. It's a really good like trick. And it's like, if you've been, you know, if you've been skiing, if you've, you know, if you've been out climbing all day or trekking all day and you've had wind, you know, kind of coming in across you and you can feel that cold getting in, very good trick. Mm, I love that. And as you said, it's it's so simple. And oftentimes we don't think about these simple things. It's like wind, you know, wind's affecting us. I felt that over the over the past years and I never thought about it before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was always wondering like, maybe not not just getting cold, but I was like, why am I so scattered in my mind? And then at one point it clicked and I was like, it might be because I was like in the wind all day or sitting at an open window, you know, where it was just this like constantly blowing into my face. I mean, not really strong, but still. And I think that's what I felt. That was why I couldn't focus. So yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. just one observation. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 too simple. And that's the whole point of health is it should be very simple. And when you can get that and when you can do the simple things with consistency, take your herbs, you know, warm yourself up, pop your socks on, stay hydrated through the day, acknowledge when you've had enough and you don't want to flog yourself anymore in your job and you change gears. If you can just really work on those things, then the other side of it, you know, you realize just how much you know, you've had to work, you know, how much you're constantly thinking about health because you're constantly leaking just because you won't do the basics. You know, you really won't commit Mm. to your sleep. It's a huge one. I have a huge problem with going to bed on time. Um, You know, I just got, I've got to constantly like watch myself and, but it's, you know, that's, it's, it's worth it, you know? And then at some point you just click over and things become habit. And then all of a sudden you free up all this space in your head and in your heart. You know, to, mm. you know, and your gut to, to go on to something else and consider something else. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I love that you're saying freeing up that space because that's something or like creating space. That's a phrase that I use very often. And um, I feel that it is like this. Once you've tuned into your routines and once they are routines, it's like it's just there. It's this foundation that makes you feel good and distresses you and you don't really have to think about it. So, and through that, it frees up so much space, you know, 
mental space and I don't know, spiritual space and just like just this overall feeling that there's more and then that you can expand yourself or create more freely. And yeah, I, I just love this whole notion of creating space. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Especially if you can go nice and slow and steady at it. As long as oh, yeah, you just remember definitely. That. Yeah. That's, that's what also this podcast is about, you know, just um, getting off the gas and slowing down a bit and, you know, reconnecting yourself to nature and to yourself, your own nature and, re-empowering yourself like truly Mm. not doing something because someone told you and uh oh there's a three-week challenge and once i've done that i'm empowered no you're not it's like it's a consistency and um yeah i love that you're pointing that out so you're talking to getting a peak experience and expecting that big yang peak experience to be able to last you know last the distance it's like the same with going and looking for all the answers in that plant medicine ceremony or in that big personal development mm-hmm. course and um, n- not acknowledging that that's a big yang explosion. And then if you don't have the that foundational yin, that consistent, you know, your own practice and your own habits that are really the majority of your life, you just constantly, everyone in the West is just constantly looking externally, you know, What's, where's the big, where's the big next big thing going to come from? What's going to fix me? What can I do next? And mm-hmm. you might just settle down into the, the boring mundane, you know, ness of, of consistently doing the same thing to keep yourself in a, in a healthy place. And, um, and then unfortunately they, you know, miss out and I'm not saying I'm doing it perfectly, but, um, you know, it's just, it's nice to becoming more and more aware of it. And, uh, yeah. And it's, a it's, I think it's, I think it's pretty I think it's pretty good that we're you know able to have these conversations. I think we're on a winning ticket. Mm, I think so too. Totally. Yeah, I love this conversation today. Um mm. thanks for for your time and for sharing all of this and I'm sure the listeners they they will take heaps out of it. I found it super super interesting and um yeah, I think that's the way to go. And hopefully, hopefully these, you know, these weird Corona times will help us, you know, readjust and maybe really slow down and focus on a few things. And yeah, I think so. The opportunity is there. The opportunity is there to realize that it's you're being called into a time of yin. Um, the universe, well, I don't, you know, whatever your belief is, but, you know, in the, in the Taoist terminology, it's like the, the universe is going to balance itself out in one way or another. The world's going to balance itself out. <laughs> in two yang, it's going to go, you're going to be smacked on your ass and, you know, you know and, and yin will pulse and desire to pulse through your body. And so if we can just listen, if we can just listen, do that. We've all still got our obligations in life and we've got to do this and that and run in a company and have a toddler. It's, you know, it's trying to, you know, blow off steam here and there and rah, rah, you know, I kind of, I get it. And I'm definitely not idealistic. Definitely not idealistic. Okay. I'm not laying out. Um, we're just kind of laying out like a foundational place to go forth from, but yeah, if we can settle down into the yin and that just that same practice, you know, turn it up again and again and again without agenda just to get, you know, without judgment in our bodies yeah. and just see what comes about, you know, that's a good place to start. Yeah, I guess that's it, you know, sharing what helped and what we believe in. And um, I once read, we teach what we need most. And I don't know, that oh, is yeah. kind of fitting now. <laughs> 100% oh, and beyond. Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason I can, you know, um, I keep on doing what I'm doing. 
and I keep on changing what I'm doing because I'll keep on learning as I go along. And, you know, in these podcasts, you know, you know, everything, you know, things start, you know, puzzle pieces start like fitting together. And, you know, I definitely learn a lot more. I used to, you know, get that heavily through doing like the, you know, in-person talks and workshops and, I got to a point where, yeah, I was like, yeah, cool. I got like, you know, just, I just, I'd learned so much. I'd formulate my whole health strategy, just riffing in these talks and, you know, just sharing in these podcast conversations, but I'm glad to be doing it now in podcasts from my home at the moment. Cause I definitely needed mm. that wake up call that more yin, more yin, less on the road. Really, I really give my energy when I'm at, you know, I can really ramp it up when I'm in a physical talk. So I'm pretty happy not to be um, needing to do that at the moment and go into more of a yin cultivation space. Mm, that's nice. I like it. Mm. And it's, it is such a, it is such a comfortable place. Hey, just doing it from your home. And I mean, I'm also just sitting here in my bedroom and recording this and it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just nice. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels great. And I'll, I'll leave you to that now. Enjoy that space and the evening with your family. And um, beautiful, yeah, thanks so thanks much. To, yeah, thank you. And speak soon, maybe again. <laughs> speak to you soon. I hope so. It was a really fun chat. Yes, thank you. What an inspiring conversation. I honestly loved chatting to Mason while zipping on my herbally infused coffee. <laughs> and I hope you liked it too. So tell us what was most fascinating for you. Was there anything really new in there that you didn't know? Hop over to the episode page and send me an email there or hit me up on Instagram and leave a comment or a message. Thanks so much again for listening and... I really do hope that you're leaving inspired. And if you liked this episode and you want to support this podcast, there's a few things you can do. Hit the subscribe button on the web player or on your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends or your family members about it and share this episode with one person right now. <laughs> It's easily done. And, you know, through WhatsApp or the share function in your podcast app, it's done in a few seconds. Write a review on iTunes. That's also so, so much appreciated because like this, you know, we can inspire new listeners and spread this message of natural empowerment and freedom and reconnection. And also feel free to reach out to me to discuss collaborations and forms of sponsoring. Sending all of you much love and stay strong and healthy. <laughs>